Megan. And we're so Kelly. And Megan. And Megan. Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of We Know How to Read. I'm Megan. And I'm Natalie. And today on our sixth night of Halloween, it is Friday the 13th, which means we are talking witches this witch which witch do you know why i picked friday the 13th for the witches is it because of the history of friday the 13th it was more related to the 13 witches uh in the salem trials because it's the 13 and friday the 13th i thought it would be is that why is that why manon is the leader of the 13 okay okay there's also um a bit more i think like the history of um is also related to witches, like the actual history of it. I'm going to pull that up for us. Um, I am as well. What is... Let's see. Friday the 13th. 13 is... Hmm. 13 is an unlucky number. In Norse mythology, about 12 gods having a dinner party, and Loki, who was not invited, arrived as the 13th guest. You know, there's another story hmm. in... Um, Asian, like when it comes to the uh, Chinese zodiacs, there are twelve Chinese zodiacs, and they were having a dinner party, and there was a thirteenth guest that was yes. invited, but never arrived because he yes. was not allowed in. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, a very common. Yeah, and then I know also with Christianity, it's like kind of talking about um, Judas. Um, Judas, no. Judas, no. Um, was it? Was it the? Was it me, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> but I know there's also I've seen this before. Um, since Friday the Thirteenth is considered unlucky and bad things happen. Um, there is yeah. also I think a history of. Oh, here we go. It's um the original Friday the Thirteenth history. We should have looked this up beforehand. I meant to do that. Yeah. And just completely forgot. Um uh, is from the Knights of the Round Table, the Knights it's Templar. It's so let's see. They all relate to dinner parties. Right. So King Philip the Fourth of France um ended up owing. I'm getting this from a website called website called snowbrains.com, but he owed a lot of money to the knights and was mad at them so he um had a plan to exterminate them in a single day and he chose friday october 13th which when y'all are listening to this it is friday october 13th in 1307 um and he told them do not i like this little tidbit he gave all the king's men and bailiffs throughout france um a month beforehand with the orders but was like don't read this until the morning of Friday the 13th. Wait until you open it. Um, they were arrested, properties taken, <laughs> medieval torture techniques were used to acquire confessions, and then they were burned at the stake. Well, I also Not read fun. Um, the reason why uh, 13 is considered an unlucky number in christianity is because on monday thursday 
13 people congregated for a meal. Jesus and the 12 disciples. And the very next day he died. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, among other things, obviously the most notorious between these reasons is the 13 witches from Salem. Mm -hmm. And obviously the iconic pop culture classic, Friday the 13th. Of course. But we are not talking about Friday the 13th. We are We're not. Salem Witch Trials because you guys can find those literally anywhere. Yes, so that's so common. Which is from nearby and which is from far away. Yes, yeah. So we have four witches for you today. Um, <laughs> I'm not excited, guys. I'm a little freaked out. <laughs> I'm excited, but also a little freaked out. Um, well, and we've got easy. three that are here. Um, in the United States. In the United States. And then one that is across the pond. Far away. Way, way far away. But so, we'll get to those in a bit. So starting off. With mine. Yes. The Haunting of Witch Duck Road. <laughs> this is a local legend. Local not as in it's not in my hometown. But I did find out that we have vampires in Richmond. What? And that is not a reference to Jen Furlong's vampire novels right the vampire of the vampires of richmond there's apparently a coven didn't know that <laughs> oh i did know that yes i was looking up at like spooky stuff because i was like i wonder if we can find something a little creepier than wait didn't one. jen tell us about that in her interview Potentially, maybe. I, I think so i was like i feel like i've heard that before it has been a minute so virginia beach is a colorful area <laughs> <laughs> so but... good word <laughs> It's a good way to describe it. Considering there's so much of our nation's history there, if you don't. Yeah. So if y'all haven't guessed, Virginia Beach in Virginia is is also near Williamsburg. And if you yes. know anything about yeah. the American history, Williamsburg. Is Williamsburg is the yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what we really should be talking about is the Lost Colony. That's creepy. No, because that makes me angry because it's so obvious what happened there. People are just dumb. <laughs> the Roanoke is that what you're talking about? There's, there's a few, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. That that makes me angry because it's not mysterious when you use two brain cells. <laughs> it's not mysterious at all. So uh, this is back when Virginia Beach was all farmland. And mm -hmm. this was actually during the witch trials. And the witch trials were a global phenomenon. It just went a little crazy here in the United States. Um, yeah. There didn't appear to be any rhyme or reason or to the ill-fated incidences so the blame was placed on the shoulders of one grace sherwood of According course to the local women mrs sherwood's familiarity with herbs and her pretty looks were a bad combination and they deduced that she must be a witch of course a witch a witch now a witch. some people said that she did have some uh warts potentially which you know mm -hmm. cannot confirm to the end sherwood was sentenced by to be tried as a witch by ducking. This event is responsible uh, for the name of the Witch Duck Rose, and they renamed it to this day as it has led to the area where Sherwood's thumbs were tied to her big toes, and she was dunked, ducked into the Lynnhaven River on July 10th, 1706. Yes. So her thumbs were tied to her feet, essentially. Okay. Sherwood was the first person to be tried as a witch via ducking in the state of Virginia. She freed herself because, you know, it's not exactly difficult to untie your thumbs from your toes. Right. Yeah. Uh, and swam to shore in an effort to save her life. The town concluded that an innocent person would have simply sunk and that would not have been able to escape. She was confirmed as a witch and was sent to jail for several years. 
When she was released, she lived out her days with her three sons on her farm, and she died of an old age. But in 2006, Grace Sherwood was exonerated for her of her crimes by the governor, Timothy Kane. (laughs) All right. Took two. Oh, yes. I used to live down the street from him. Really? My mom worked for him. Oh, yeah, because he lived in the Monument District, and I live super close to there. I've met him so many times. (laughs) I I have not. I was Um, only there for three years, so, you know. (laughs) There's actually a bronze statue eradicated in her, uh, erected, not eradicated, (laughs) in her honor. Now, here's the thing, is you can see her come back every year on July 10th. Her ghost haunts the Lynn Haven River. Where specifically, she July specifically July 10th. On July 10th. Interesting because generally speaking, ghosts and stories haunt the places they died and not yeah, the places where they were tried for witches. Right. Now, this, the whole reason this is, uh, we went with this one is because mm-hmm. if you have not lived under a rock your whole life, you have heard of the very cult classic, famous Monty Python. Yes, Monty Python, specifically Monty Python and the Holy Grail. There is a referring to a ducking. I don't know mm-hmm. the actual phrase from the movie. That yeah. Like something about a duck and a witch. They pulled that specific information from the Virginia Beach mm-hmm. ducking witch duck. Like yeah. that is a direct correlation. That is crazy. Right? Because it's That's actually, crazy. there's very few witches that were tried by ducking. Yeah. And this one was the first one done. So the... The whole thing, because I, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but I do remember the scene because this is one of my favorite movies. Um, it's, you know, it's like, okay, how do you know she's a witch? Well, what do you do to witches? You burn them. Well, what else burns? Wood. And what else does wood do? It floats. What else floats? A duck floats. Therefore, a witch and a duck, a witch would float. But instead of throwing her into the water, they're like, but... If a witch floats, then she must weigh the same as a duck if she is a witch. Um, and then the horribly unbalanced scales <laughs> show yeah. that she is a duck. <laughs> it goes, uh, yeah, you're right. So why do witches burn? Because they're made of wood. Good. How yeah, do you yeah. tell if she's made of wood? Build a bridge out of her? <laughs> you cannot always make bridges out of stone. Oh, yeah. Does wood sink in water? No, it floats. Throw in the pond. What also floats in water? Bread, apples, very small rocks. <laughs> Chair is mud, churches, lead, a duck. Exactly. So logically, if she weighs the same as a duck, she is made of wood. Therefore, a witch, a duck, a duck. Here's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's great. So, I, although my favorite part of that entire scene is she turned me into a newt. A newt? I got better. <laughs> <laughs> popular opinion i hate that movie oh i love it my um i've been watching it for probably longer than i should have um it's one of my dad's favorite movies and so i would always watch it with him but it it, it's ridiculous and stupid but it is cult classic for sure good for a good laugh (laughs) now we are getting into the baba yaga the baba yaga yeah so we're gonna jump Right. Across the ocean and talk about Baba Yaga. Which is literally iconic. Yes. She is iconic. Absolutely iconic. I bought a book called The Witch and the Czar. I, I, I must be on a Baba Yaga kick. 
That makes sense. And because this is about this is about her, mm-hmm. and she is going to go help the czar, and specifically, it just essentially, it's her role in the Russian uh, government in the 16th century. Interesting. Yeah. And okay. Helped, okay. Uh, helped the the coup and everything like that that was going on. Yeah. So that's my all right. All right. Which you read for the week. I like it. <laughs> but if you've not heard of her, she is a very famous Slavic, mm-hmm. specifically Russian, uh, witch. Also referred to her as an ogre. Oh, I did not know. I didn't she know that. Kills, cooks, and eats her victims, usually children. She is the guardian yeah. of the fountains of the water of life. She lives with two or three sisters, depending on. Uh, which version you look at, all known as Baba Yaga. Sounds a lot like Morgan. Yeah. In a forest hut that spins that spins continually on bird legs. That's Howl's Moving Castle, if I've ever heard one. Her that makes fence, sense. Her fence is topped with human skulls. Baba Yaga can ride through the air in an iron kettle or in a mortar that she drives with a, pe- a pestle, creating tempests tempest as she goes. She's off, often accompanied to death on his travels, devouring newly released souls. Ooh. Yeah. Right? Um, I find that very interesting. I always forget that people associate ogres with eating people. I don't know why. Yeah. Because, like, I don't. <laughs> like, I don't, like, associate... Wasn't it or... ogres that ate people in um, Ella Enchanted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So they also describe her as being very hideous, but she is both maternal and mother nature figure and an evil villain. So she's all of the above. Um, uh, I don't want to subscribe. So I have to subscribe. I can't read this article without. Oh god, I'm getting away from this. <laughs> like a place to get a virus. <laughs> Excellent. Love that. <laughs> I I find it really interesting um that she's associated with uh the waters of life and sometimes even embodying female empowerment and independence. Oh, right? interesting. Her um uh, name is often understood to mean grandmother witch. Though this is challenged and there is no universal agreement on the meaning of Yaga, she is first mentioned in a book in Russian grammar in 1755. But though uh, the oral transla- tradition of Slavic folklore much, much earlier. Um, she is considered a villain and eats her children. Well, not her children, other people's children. Yeah, but also it's naturally. Like a trickster. You know, and transforms, uh, transformation encourages transformation and then the stock of an evil witch than the stock of an evil witch. Yeah. Okay. So you also know her, um, and there's a few different variations of her, but she is often known as one of a few things. She is um, best known for the story Valissa the Beautiful, in which she inadvertently frees the heroine from the tyranny of her stepmother and stepsisters, but also figures in other famous tales such as The Frog Princess and Baba Yaga and The Kind-Hearted Girl in which she is cast in a similar role, a number of her tales follow the Cinderella story, 
that we know as, and she is the fairy godmother, not actually evil. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I only know her as like a, a terrible creature. Right, exactly. That is interesting. I'm really confused by what she rides upon. Okay. A mortar propelled by a pestle. Right. Mortar and pestle, so the thing that you grind herbs with. But how is she riding it? That's well, I'm, I'm sure she's in the mortar. And then she's because it's a bowl, and then she's like rowing with the pestle. So I was thinking like a mortar, like like the thing, like like mortar fire, like. Oh no 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 no! Like a, like a, like a, no, like the the witchy thing that you crush herbs uh, with. See, I yeah. don't know. Okay. She also holds a broom she uses to wipe away any trace of her being there. Oh. Yes, she usually leaves her hut in the morning, returning in the evening, commands a flock of black geese. Oh, that's really cool. That circles the sky looking for children. Oh, God, um, less cool. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, her ge- black geese descend upon two disobedient children, Olga and Sergei, because they sneak out of their house while their mother is at the market after she has warned them not to go out while the geese are flying. Sergei mm. is snatched up and brought to Baba Yaga's hut for her dinner. Olga is able to save her brother through the use of magical items, and the two learn their lesson about not listening to their mother. Very naughty, Hansel and Gretel. Now, yes, naughty, naughty. Of this one, I shall eat you up inside the terrifying legend of the cannibalistic Baba Yaga. Oh. <laughs> So some say she is the evil stepmother and sends her children away as they wander the... Oh, I remember this. Oh, (laughs) I remember this. I know this story. This, like, specific story. It's it's Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another one where she, like, fattens them up and eats them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she is one of the oldest witches in history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, they straight up stole Howell's entire house from her. So here's a better better description of her house. So she she resides in a hut in the forest, Mm -hmm. uh, which sits in the darkest corner of the woods, stands atop chicken legs. Mm -hmm. A rooster head sometimes pokes out from under the roof. The witch protects her hut with a fence built entirely of human bones. But like the whole, and she keeps an enormous oven in the middle of her house. This is that's just Calcifer. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see um from the book how it's <gasps> described. Megan! Yes, Megan. Yes. How many clans of witches are there in uh Bus? Like the Blue Bloods, the Yellow Legs, and the Black Beaks. So three. So three. Yeah. Baba Yaga is said to be hideously ugly. She is bony and frail with a nose so long it hits the ceiling when she lies down to sleep. But that's not what we're right. Not the good okay. Some call her the bony one. The bony one. The bony one. The others claim her teeth are made from iron. Sometimes she's even portrayed as a trio of three evil sisters. Okay, we're going to have to move on from that. I mean, obviously, SJM took from this because we have Baba Yellowleg. So, like... Yes. Of course. 
I'm trying to see if I can find the castle because I know that it's different than the movie slightly oh, yes. I can't some, find it and I don't know where my book is dedicate blood sacrifices to, to her they consider her a goddess oh interesting very cool oh my gosh Megan yeah because of this, many people would believe that Baba Yaga has evil origins. One tale even claims the devil boiled 12 evil women in a cauldron. In a cauldron. 12. Mm -hmm. To create an essence of evil, after the devil spat in the cauldron, Baba Yaga burst out. Interesting. All right. We have to move Which along. Um, and yes. Mother. Yes. So this is great. We're going to write this down. Save this for theories part two. Uh, we need to move on. Yeah. Uh, or we're gonna get into some things that uh, are not part of the thirteenth version theme. of her too, where she's young and she's a maiden. I'm sorry, we gotta Ooh. stop. I yeah, gotta we stop. gotta stop. Okay, <laughs> so any more about Baba Yaga that is no, not no, related you, to that? You gotta, gotta awesome. Stop now. All right, so uh, I'm our excited next for this one. I'm excited for this one. So the next switch that uh, I'd say I'm excited for it. The next switch that we're going to talk about is here in my home state of Tennessee. Um, I was very shocked that you had not heard of this witch oh. because it is literally this website is um, sharetennesseegov.tennesseesomethingfiles.com. So this is like, you know, there's a lot on this and it says it has been called America's greatest ghost story. Really? Mm -hmm. there's a lot about this and a lot of media as well my husband's heard um, of it i've never heard of this yeah so um if you haven't already figured out uh we are talking about the bell witch of tennessee and um she is smacked up <laughs> I, I looked it up um you'll never catch me in here but because it's a little too close to home literally she is three hours from chattanooga where okay. I am and about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on, of course, traffic, uh, from Nashville. So, oh. um, this is set in Adams direction. North. So this is set in Adams, Tennessee, um, which is right on the border of Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, so 45 minutes to an hour North. When you come down, I'm not going. If you go, we're not doing that. I don't, I don't mess with this. Okay. So I'm really excited because I, I, there is a movie about the Bell Witch that is very, it's a documentary style movie where it's Ooh. like people, you know, they, they're, they're hunt ghosts, you know, yeah, experts or amateurs or whatever. And they go into the Bell Witch cave in the forest with the Bell Witch and they, you know, record themselves and bad shit happens. Yeah. Um, I remember learning about that movie in seventh grade. Um, and being like, I will never watch it. I think one of, the, you want to talk about crazy. I think not my English class, because there were two English classes um, at my school, because we only had 50 kids in my grade, right. private school. Um, and so it was split in half. I'm pretty sure in seventh grade or eighth grade, um, the other English class watched the Bell Witch movie. <laughs> I did not. And you wanted that that was a Catholic school. So just Ooh. you know. Yeah. Crucible much? So anyway, right. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we are talking about the Bell Witch. Um, the Bell Witch, it is uh she is located in Adams, Tennessee. 
I did look this up because I was curious. Um, one of the sites I was looking at did say how many people live in Adams, Tennessee, and I was curious if that was still correct. According to the 2021 uh, Population Census Bureau, there were 634 people that live in Adams, Tennessee. It is 2020. Teeny tiny. The only reason this town is even on the map as something is because of the Bell Witch. So moving on. So to talk about the Bell Witch, we got to talk about the Bell family because the Bell Witch is named after no one really knows who she is. They just know that she is associated with um, a family. Um, jo so John Bell and his wife, Lucy uh, Williams Bell, they moved from North Carolina uh, to um, Adams, Tennessee in 1804. Um, they got like a farm with a thousand acres, you know, it was, so 1804 is where we're at. There was a lot of child death and whatnot because, you know, it's the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. Things happen. Um, and eventually um they they move in and everything's fine but then some weird shit starts to happen and no one really knows who this witch is um apparently in early account they just call her the spirit and then now she's called the bell witch um the spirit uh, supposedly um explains that i am a spirit this is like an actual account I am a spirit. I once was very happy, but I have been disturbed and made unhappy. I am the spirit of a person who was buried in the woods nearby and the grave was disturbed. My bones disinterred and scattered and one of my teeth was lost under this house. I am here looking for that tooth. Now, again, no one really knows. Um, and another event the witch claimed to be a spirit from everywhere, heaven, hell, the earth. I am in the air, the houses, any place at any time have been created millions of years. There's a lot going on with this witch. Um, but essentially what happened is one day John Bell was walking um, around the family farm and he saw a dog-like creature um, that seems very strange. So what does any good uh, Tennessee Southern man do? Did he shoot it? He shot at it, yes. Ah. Yes, shot at it. It vanished. And then that's when things started to get bad. Um, nothing had happened until he shot at this dog-like creature. Um, it says, the sights are accompanied by strange sounds around the house. I would also like to note that this spirit um, is not just in the house. It is on the land. Um, oh. It is, there is a cave that is associated with the Bell Witch Cave. You can go and visit it. There is a website. And you, you can go? I, I do not. <laughs> you can do cabin tours. Ew. The John Bell cabin tours of a recreated house. Um, you can experience the beauty of a Tennessee landmark while learning the folklore of America's oh, most sure. haunted family, the historic Bell Witch Cave. No, thank you. <laughs> that's a that's a no for me so for you um but the witch was 
anywhere and everywhere in the forest, in the house, in this cave, this a thousand acre land, the witch tormented and terrorized this family. Um, three of the kids and John began to hear knocking on the door and windows, oh, no. the sound of wings flapping against the ceilings, and the sound of rats gnawing on bedposts. Do we think this was a uh, a friendo from the mountains? Uh, hang on, pause. What? Yes. I'm home alone right now. I know you are. <laughs> I, I just heard something. No, it's probably one of the animals. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, are you ready for more? Yeah. This is payback for last week. That's what this is. Okay. Um, you can also hear the sound of choking and strangling and chains dragging and heavy objects hitting the floor. Um, you can hear sounds from the bedrooms of the, the beds. This I'm quoting this beds were suddenly and roughly pulled apart. Um, dogs fighting, like all sorts of crazy deafening noises yeah, going yeah. on. Um, it eventually, as things progressed, the spirit increased the activity um and would physically abuse members of the family, particularly the daughter Betsy. So um I'm questioning. You've yet to mention the wife again. Did the wife not really have anything going on with her? Um, because you mentioned that. Like, I'm about to get to that. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Betsy, uh, the daughter Betsy and John Bell wait, were wait, the. Wait, wait, can I go lock my doors? Yes. <laughs> okay. So... My doors are locked, and I saw this. Excellent. Song, so I feel All right. better now. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. So yeah, Betsy and John were the most um tormented particularly john but um betsy was often struck pinched her hair was pulled um by the bell witch and it got so bad that at one point when betsy was courting a man whose name i don't have in front of me right now um the witch declared i do not want her marrying this man and did not stop tormenting her until she broke off the engagement what yeah like would follow them like they would go for a walk along the river and she would the witch would show up and pull on her pinch or slap her you know like until eventually she's like okay i'm out i can't i'm sorry we gotta break it up um john we'll get to john in a bit because i'm not gonna spoil that um lucy bell and john jr were left predominantly unharmed um apparently the spirit claimed that lucy was the most perfect woman living um and had a great deal of compassion toward her and caring and singing to her while she was ill so she and then john jr um had long intense conversations with the witch um let's see but what does this say it says but he never failed to show his animosity for it, declaring it to be spirit of the damned. Mm. But she liked them. And so they were fine. But again, John and Betsy were the ones that generally had it. There are a bunch of other weird, like there's a lot of stuff for this, um, this entity, which is why I think it's one of the most famous ones in America. 
because there is so much weird stuff going on with this and no one knows what's going on. Um, apparently on one famous occasion, the witch was able to perfectly recite a sermon, um, a religious sermon given by a guy named Reverend James Gunn of Bethel Methodist Church, and then followed that by perfectly reciting the sermon of Sug Ford, even though they were given at the exact same time, 12 miles apart. Ooh. Yeah. So there is this like, um, um, omnipotent yeah um i was struggling with that word omnipotent um presence to this spirit as well um apparently a family friend william porter who stayed the night because after this started happening they had kind of like their neighbors like stay the night to be like okay let's see if this is actually going on or if y'all so like please tell us if we're crazy or not right um apparently um the witch climbed into bed with him and he was able to seize it and try to throw it into the fire but it was um the immense weight and terrible smell prevented him from succeeding yeah and then the couple that ended up coming over and staying when this first started happening they were like now we out we're not mm -mm." why didn't they move i don't know because it's the 1800s and they have a thousand, they also were slave owners. Um, and they have thousands of acres. So they're like, nah, we're good. I know. Um, there are accounts of the family slaves um being tormented by the witch because on top of everything else, she has to be a racist shit. Um, you know. Pet warning. Oh, pet warning. Um, there is apparently a specific slave named Dean was attacked several times by the witch until his wife gave him a witch ball as protection and then he was safe how do you make um, his wife a new one <laughs> I know right ow sorry being attacked by my animal um uh, <laughs> my own little witch uh visitors and neighbors were not immune um <laughs> the witch set three dogs on travelers at one point who never yeah um ow, ow, ow. okay hold on we gotta time out for a minute because this is starting to hurt oh my goodness this episode is being ooh, chaotic ooh, sorry nails in the, the knee <laughs> ah. i'm sorry little boy but you were attacking me you're fine <laughs> I'm glad that's not just me. Morning. Ah, oh, so much. You know, we'll just... It's really interesting how we're doing a witchy episode, and both of us now have cats on our lap. I know. Well, I mean, I had a cat the whole time, but now he's being a butt face. <laughs> Here. <laughs> did you see that? Just. Oh, okay. You are now a mummy. Okay. So moving on. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, there's other things. Uh, there are some things I'm like, I ah, don't worry about that. Apparently a doctor what came to exercise the witch and was frightened away. Um only there because she was looking for her tooth. Why didn't they find the tooth? According to that one thing. Oh another the the main 
The more common explanation is the fact that John shot at that dog-like creature and that pissed her off. So a lot of people say that the dog-like creature was her and she just got pissy because um, she was shot at by this man. Um, oh yeah so the witch's attacks on betsy were not all related to her relationship with gardner like she had to put off the marriage because of it um which was not okay she also was prone to fainting and smothering spells or feeling smothered um and in one thing she writes um she like writes about it so we have actual accounts from the family of them having this and it's really cool because i listened to a podcast recently about this um from southern gothic just gonna plug that real quick because that's a great podcast i love that podcast um and they do an episode on this and apparently one of the descendants of the bell witch fam of the bell family has all of these things or had these things and like a book is coming out or something Ooh, okay. i don't know or they had it but no one really knows what was in it because there's people had accounts um there's a lot of accounts of this um let's see poor betsy was just not not doing well but it was worse for john because eventually john died oh yeah which that is the thought behind it so one of the central goals of the bell witch was to be the death of john bell senior um old jack bell is what the spirit called him and would constantly curse at him threaten him uh physically torment him and as it continued you could see a severe health impact on john bell and um he just got worse and worse to the point where he could not get out of bed it got so bad he could not get out of bed and then eventually he died um when um john jr went on let's see on december 19th 1820 john bell failed to leave his bed and john jr went to the cupboard to retrieve the medicine for his care instead of the three that should be there there was only one and it was filled with a dark smoky liquid of unknown origin and apparently the witch floated it's useless for you to try to relieve old jack i have got him this time he will never get up from that bed again. Ooh. She claimed of the vial that she gave old Jack a big dose of it last time, last night while he was fast asleep, which fixed him. And then he died on December 20th, 1820. So I, and of course the witch crashed the funeral. Um, <laughs> drinking, I love this. Crashed the funeral, disrupting the service and singing body drinking songs. Gaudy? Yeah. She said gaudy drinking songs. Body. Oh. B-A-W-D-Y. Oh, okay. okay. Just, you know, yeah. So not great. Um, One last thing, two last things before we move on, because I know this is getting really long, but there's so much with her, Um, is um, apparently this was so famous at the time that Andrew Jackson, oh. before he was president, um, came to the Bell Farm specifically to see the bell witch did you hear him yeah, I did. yeah specifically to see the bell witch and tried to stay the night and um the 
witch was not having it. Um, was like, nope, I think you are a witch hunter. We're not doing it. Leave me alone. Apparently there was a guy there with Andrew Jackson who thought he was the like best of the best. Like I'm not scared of witches. I hunt them. And he, um, was beat up. Like she beat the shit out of him. Dang. And he was kicked out. And then after that, there are no records now, whether or not this is actually true, there is no really record of Andrew Jackson visiting the farm, but this is something that is said to have happened. If the truth about the memoir, the documents, records that are coming mm-hmm. out might confirm that. Right, maybe. If I'm remembering that correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is one person who might be um the Bell Witch. Um, her name is Mary Catherine or Kate uh Bates. Um, and she is kind of said to be the culprit. She was alive at this time. Um, but it's kind of said that she, um, used black magic because her husband had a dispute with John Bell over the sale of a slave. And, um, it said that, um, there's a rumor that John Bell and Kate Batts had a quarrel and different things. So there was some like, oh, it was her. She, you know, cursed him. But, you know, that's just a witch hunt, literally. Um, And yeah, so it's still said um, eventually the witch chilled out. But then it said in, I think it was... uh, Let's see. In 1821, it said goodbye. I'll be back oh. in seven years. Ooh. Um, and then seven years later, it showed back up. Oh. Um, in fun. much the same way. But then it vanished again, claiming that it would return to haunt the descendants in 1935. But no other reportings have um been issued after that. But this is still a big thing that um draws tourists and ghost hunters. There's still apparently unexplained activity in and around the Bell Farm in Adams, Tennessee. The Bell Witch Cave, of course, I mentioned. Um, as it said, the cave was on John Bell's property. Mm. Uh, and people will go and visit and stay the night and all that fun stuff. But yeah, that is, yeah, not not great. But it is very documented, yeah, supposedly. Yeah, that yeah i'm not sure either because that is one of the things that has kind of been like oh no this is in tennessee i don't like this with all the research that i've done about traveling and visiting tennessee it's not once come up on any that's interesting like Uh travel sites that are like things to do doesn't come up at all very interesting right very interesting but yeah it is a big thing so Moving on from the creepy ghost, Bell Witch. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I guess we can go uh, a good segue. He shot at a dog-like creature. And we're yes. going to segue to a dog-like creature, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how else to say that. Um, this is actually based in Native American culture. This mm-hmm. is specifically revolving around the Navajo Indian tribe out in, I believe, Utah and Arizona are the... Uh, the locations of the tribe mm-hmm. dominantly there is um 
one thing to be noted about this, the translation of this uh, type of witch and witchcraft was very hard, apparently, to translate from their culture to our culture. So what we know about this is very limited because of the way folklore and tradition is passed down. Mm-hmm. It's been hard. There is not a direct correlation and understanding in, I would say, colonized American understanding. Yeah, that that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> so we are talking about, I'm I'm going to try my best to say it in the Navajo language, the Yi Nalabushi, Nalabashi, Nalabushi, yes, which in the Americanized uh, English is considered a skinwalker. And I think that would be the last time I say that name. Um, I don't, I don't really mess with these. There's a lot of things that fall in. You don't mess with. uh, This category of things that I don't repeat. And that this one is, is teetering on the edge. It's not quite the category, but it is around the edge. Yeah. Yeah. So these are um, the most common variety seen in horror fiction by non-Navajo people is this. Um, they are believed to take forms of animals in order to travel in secret and do harm to the innocent. Specifically, it is translated, with it, he goes on all fours. They represent a dog, canine-like uh, creature. So they use something called corpse powder or corpse poison. Literally, it means witchery or harming in Navajo. I'm, not, again, not going to try to butcher the language that just i don't have that dialect in me um it is a substance made from the powder of corpses it's you grind up corpses mm-hmm. uh this power is used by witches to curse their victims traditionally the navajos usually hesitate to discuss things like witches and witchcraft with non-navajo as with other traditional terms the term witch is never used for healers very different. never Never. For others uh, who help the community with their ceremonies and spiritual work. So just it's a, two very different things. Yes. Healers and spiritual work mm-hmm. and any ceremonial pa- process in not only the Navajo, but in Native American culture, they are not witches. No, it is, is not magic. It is their culture and their religion. And to yes. call it magic and witchcraft is just wrong very wrong so we are going to talk about i guess the closest literal translation in american english americanized english as witch skinwalker mm-hmm. um i hate it no we're saying it <laughs> if you say it three times it appears uh-huh. i mean i would have to travel a really long way to get here but still um to be cl- clear as well some of the terms used for the community healers and cultural workers are known as medicine women or men and women uh they have positive connotations in the community of indigenous language whereas these witches are considered evil harmful ceremonies and manipulative magic in a in a way to essentially not only like stray the good-hearted but like also corrupt all the good work mm-hmm. that the medicine people traditionally perform um and it just it just it, so the legend of the skinwalker is <laughs> not well understood. We'll do Beetlejuice rules. It has to be yeah. consecutive, non-broken. Yes, I like yeah. that. 
Now, the legend behind it associated with witchcraft usually includes tricksters such as coyotes, because again, in the Native American uh, culture, there is mm-hmm. a lot of association with the animals, the wildlife, the spirits within. So a lot of the animals have a very brother bear-esque uh, mm-hmm. to water that down <laughs> um, to make it more, I guess, recognizable. So the tricksters, such as coyotes, however, it may include other creatures. Usually are they associated with death or bad omens. Honestly, I would not fuck with a coyote. Coyotes no. are in. No. As someone who grew up in an area where coyotes are rampant no uh-uh. i've heard coyotes out there uh-uh. you terrifying. don't you don't fuck with them this is why my kitty cats are never outside cats right ever same so actually a divergent on uh, talk about coyotes uh, specifically for those of you who are not from the area and don't understand what a coyote is mm-hmm. um my husband and i did uh back we were backpacking through the appalachian mountains uh, problem number one Yes. And we ended up camping overnight on the trail. Problem number two. Problem number two. <laughs> Problem number three was our tent was damaged and we didn't realize that before we left. So it wasn't really fully functioning. So it was kind of dilapidated and we had to tie it up to a few uh, trees and such. Where we were camping that evening was on the uh, face of the mountain and we got hit with a bunch of wind that night, which was just shaking our tent relentlessly because it wasn't really well put together mm-hmm. it was cold it was november the wind was blowing the tent was shaking i was half frozen we were trying to stay warm and then we started hearing things around around and i was just like we are safe we are good we are safe we are good we are safe we're good and i'm just reciting that to myself and then um i remember josh woke me up and he's well, he, he woke me up and he said grab the blanket and I just want you to run because we were we weren't very far uh-huh. back to the our, where we had parked right we, we, we it was um less than a quarter of a mile because we were okay. in a, we were parking because it was a uh, hike out camping spot mm-hmm. on the trail and then you hiked during the day and then you your campsite was yeah, actually yeah. close so he's like I want you to run mind you we do not uh camp without guns yeah it's the south yeah um and he's like i want you to run and i was like he's like do you want to know and i was like yeah i want to know what i'm walking up to (laughs) he's like um i've been tracking it but we've been circled numerous times by a pack of coyotes so our tent had been just lapped by a whole group of them and he's like you're gonna run and we're gonna and we ran and i fell once and we spent the night in the car (laughs) oh dear god (laughs) terrifying yeah uh many mistakes um do not yeah oh god so back to the the story um horror story in and of itself yes so they um usually can be male or female but they possess the bodies typically of a wolf-like coyote which meaning going back to the original meaning on all fours Mm -hmm. stories are told among the navajo children may be uh, complete uh, life and death struggles that end in either becoming one or Mm -hmm. a Navajo killing the other or partial encounter stories that end in a stalemate. Okay. Uh, Encounter stories may compose as victories 
or they're approaching and being scared away. Uh, but in the non-native interpretation, skinwalker stories typically take the form of partial encounter stories on the roads where the protagonist is temporarily vulnerable and then the escape they escape from the skinwalker in a non-traditional in a, in a way not traditionally seen in Navajo stories. Okay. So the way uh, I don't even want to click on that. Uh, <laughs> That's probably bad. Navajo um, children take European folk stories and substitute skinwalkers for generic killers like the hook. And if it's the hook, what I'm thinking, the hook, you know, the hook story. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm very, very familiar with the hook I'm, story. I'm, that story I, so unfortunately gives me, gives me so much heebie-jeebies. Yep. I know there's a bunch of different versions on like, uh-huh. like little details with the car. See, it's, it's I car. was told. Wait, which hook story? The one with the car, not the yeah. one in the house. No, no, the one with the car. Yeah. Well, uh, but I was it. told, but that was, no, no, but that was told to me by my godfather. And he told me that. As if it had happened to him <gasps> at a Terrible very man. young age. It was Terrible awful. Man. Yeah, no. uh-uh. mm-hmm. I know too many creepy stories that I don't even like. I, no. I was told them as a child, and so they still give me the heebie-jeebies today. Yes, same. And honestly, like if I, I'm really surprised that some of these uh-huh. haven't been transformed into some type of story, but uh-huh. that rounds out our witches. Yeah, witches for this week. Yeah, it does. It does. We hope all of you stay uh, safe this Friday yes, the 13th. Please, please. Enjoy the trickery and the uh, witchery. <laughs> <laughs> don't get a, a ruckus out there. Yes, no, don't don't go looking for trouble. Don't go looking stay for trouble. Stay away from the Bell Witch Cave and the Basically, Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> right, do not go outside. Stay inside and have a Friday the 13th marathon. <laughs> yes. We will see you guys <laughs> next week for night seven of the 13 nights of Halloween. Woo, I'm excited. Me too. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. We are We Don't Have Time. Hey, guys. We are. Hey, guys. We, my name's Natalie. I'm Megan. And we're so Natalie. I'm Megan. I'm Megan. I'm Megan. I'm- <laughs> <laughs>